0: Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick.
1: And I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog.
0: Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about LEGO sets, things happening in the LEGO fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. G'day Jay, how are you doing? I think it's been a little bit longer than we'd intended.
1: It's been a while, but... You know, that's what that's what going on holiday, that's what having a break is, and yeah, we're back, we're back, back into it.
0: I think we might start calling this season five, since we're into a new block of recording and it's been, as I say, a little bit longer than we'd intended.
1: Yep. Well, personally, uh, I'm sick of winter, so as, as the quicker we move on to a new season, the better for me, so...
0: Yeah, although we do recognise that over in Europe at the moment, it sounds like people are starting to get a little bit sick of summer as well. Mm. Mm.
1: One of us, one of us were, actually had a European summer holiday. It's not uh, me, spoiler. Spoilers, it's not me. Okay,
0: yep. So I, I went over to, I went to a conference in, in Scotland and I went to the Lego shop there. And then I went to Portugal and I went to a Lego event there.
1: Sounds great. And how was, it, how, was no, this, how was the yeah. how was the legal event? Don't really care so,
0: about So I went to the Portuguese fan weekend um, in Parej de Cura. It's run by Comunidades 937 uh, who's one of the main who's the main Portuguese lug and it's always a delightful event. Um, it is run in this small village in the north of Portugal and it we have AFOLs from all over Europe um, but also on this occasion we had a couple of people over from America. Uh, There were a couple of Australians, one of them was the NOLA in Chief, the other one was myself. And um, it it's a lovely weekend. Sort of everything it just sort of happens. You arrive, you're told where you're going to be staying, accommodations organized as part of the event, meals are organized as part of the event and then there are activities that don't involve staying in the town hall all the time. One of the goals of the event is to basically provide an attraction to the town for people who live in the surrounding region, and so as such, they recognise that most of the exhibitors don't speak Portuguese, so we'll tend to go and not spend all of our time in the AFOL, lab regarding... Our models rather, but uh, going out and catching up with each other, spending time in the lounge, having a look around local scenery, and uh just having a generally cool and relaxing time in between there are a few presentations, oh, and you can also go around and look at everybody else's lego models
1: mm and uh, if yeah, it's no. anything if it's anything like a um, if it's if it's if it's like the Portuguese, there would be plenty
0: of drinks as well which. In the a4 lounge there is a very large fridge half of it is soft drink the fridge is always full sounds great but no lovely lovely weekend catching up with some friends that i would not seen for a few years uh on the other side of the pandemic as it were and yeah just um made a few new ones it was uh saw a few inspirational things just yeah Few, few great ideas. Three days before the El Dorado um, fort was released, Jason Briscoe, one of the English AFOLs who was there, he'd, in fact, brought an upscale version of uh-huh. the El Dorado fort Perfect. Sort of with Miniland sort of cartoon figures around around that and the boat and, and the pirate boat and the like, and it was absolutely hilarious and it just felt too weird to see the real thing um, unveiled a few days later but that was lovely then we had a bit of time in switzerland and italy which didn't involve lego at all other than taking minifigures up mountains and taking photographs of them there hmm. but otherwise yeah a bit of bit more of a bit of a more relaxing time but certainly during this time it was starting to warm up and um, with temperatures in the mid 30s in early june
1: that's good. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you had a break. Like it's been a, it's been a long time coming, and yeah, like breaks, breaks are good for the
0: soul. Mm. Yeah. So it it was it was it was good. It was nice to spend a bit of time with with um, Mrs. Rambling Brick, and she's a regular listener. Yeah, but we're back in it now. We're back, back in, in it now, it now, aren't we, Jay?
1: Yep. Apologies There's... for the uh for the. For of radio silence. I think we we're just um I think for me, yeah. Taking a break was um was a good idea. And I think I felt sick, so it's 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 been a bit of a slog to get back into onto the proverbial Lego horse, but um back in a good place now. So it's time to get excited.
0: Yeah. So where, where are we? When are we? We are at the tail end of July or it may well be early August at the time that you're listening to this. It depends on how my weekend has gone as far mm-hmm. as editing time is concerned. Yep. Third
1: quarter of the year. So let's just, let's place this in a timeline. We are way past the second half. Well, not way past, but it, June feels quite far away from now. And we're hurtling towards Christmas. And if you know anything about Lego, they usually save their best, most exciting releases for the second half of the year where, yeah, people start thinking about toys, Christmas gifts, toys for themselves, toys for their kids, toys for their grandkids, and
0: toys for big kids as well. Mm. And one of the things I've noticed, we're certainly starting to get a lot more... Affol focused sets where we've got about two months' notice on Mm -hmm. the release date coming out. I'm not sure if I think this is a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's just a thing. But it's there's certainly plenty of lead time on notice. We've already got a lot of the the number of the September releases have been announced, particularly from the point of view of um, Star Wars, um, sets relating to Ahsoka, the large Buildable Chewbacca or the brown and dark brown battle pack.
1: I'm so excited about the Chewbacca set. I I'm,
0: I I spent a little bit of time going, what, why, and then I started thinking. Now it's actually pretty cool. It, yeah. The sculpting yeah. in it is the sculpting in it is awesome. Just getting the shapes and. My non-Afol friends, who might have a passing interest in Star Wars, had all commented to me that they'd seen mention of this online and thought that it was pretty interesting.
1: It's gonna be like to me. It's such an interesting set because there, there's there's no middle ground. You either fall in the camp of you love it. This looks, you know, kind of goofy, kind of weird, but also kind of endearing, which is. Just pretty much just described a Wookiee mm-hmm. or you just hate it because it looks weird and goofy and kind of endearing. And yeah, so it's, it's going to be fun because I think the, it's, it's just so far out of left field, like droids, you know, building a, like a tiny Grogu or Yoda. That kind of makes sense. Droids make sense, but yeah. um, like a Chewbacca statue. Oh I'm I'm I, excited just because it's so I'm just glad that Lego decided to go ahead with something as it's it's quite ambitious because you know Chewbacca is what a giant mop like a 2 meter tall mop yep and you know using the medium of Lego you're not you know you're not um this isn't like clay or like um a giant piece of like you know molded resin or vinyl like yeah. uh, an expensive like hot toys Um, statue or toy Um, this is lego and i i think the aesthetic kind of works for it and i'm i'm excited to to get my hands on it
0: i i love the fact that for a set of this price point it's got a very small footprint and won't occupy you know because it's more of a vertical than a horizontal model it's going Mm -hmm. to not occupy as much space on the shelves I'm actually quite excited about it from that point of view. I think it'll be make it very easy for people to accommodate it. I'm not going to be so worried about where am I going to put this thing? You know, it's not like a Rivendell or a Bat Cave, which you know I, occupies three feet of cupboard space. And it's going or a to, lever
1: crane. like that thing is just
0: like just like too big. Like I, I'm going really to suggest ball. the um. The, the Jurassic Park excuse is starting to, the Jurassic Park judgment needs to start being applied. Mm. You know, they so obsessed with working out whether or not they could, nobody stopped to work out whether or not they should. <laughs> exactly. People will buy it. People will love it. Some people will get frustrated at the fact that they can't actually park it anywhere that will be out of the way of their toddlers. And, and others look, will be frustrated it's... because the app didn't work early enough. It's a big Chewbacca, so I'm excited. So big Chewbacca, excited about that one. Yep. Leave like crane, it... less so. But we're not technic guys, so. No, uh, look, I will have to say,
1: after watching a few like videos and reviews, like on Racing Brick, for example, like I enjoyed watching those videos and kind of seeing it do its thing, and just kind of just being in awe at just how big it is. Mm. And that was fun, but not something that I would like to own myself. But seeing people, you know, kind of stand next to it and play around with it and like lift stuff with it like that, 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 that looks like a lot of fun, but not something I would do myself.
0: Yeah. Look, there'll be some people that um are determined to get them. And look, you know, there's certainly there's a technic model that's been. Of um, Sam Cooks, it's been at a couple of shows this year, which is a, it's actually a Liebert Crane and it has a, um, it's, it's what do we call it, the mast? It's it extends four, over four metres long. The model itself is about two metres long and, you know, it just it just goes on forever. You know, you need your working with heights certification in order to finish installing it. So, you know, th- People people will find a way to make huge, enormous Technic models.
1: I just want to know how he stores it. Like, do you have, like, a warehouse? He's got, is it he's got just several the, boxes. Is it out in the open?
0: Because, yeah, four, four metres, that's, that's a lot of... Well, that's 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 the um, that's the crane part. So it actually oh, it's uh, Lego. You can uh, you can you, you can, can break take it up that and, off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, the, the model, the, the base of the crane itself is about one and a half two meter, about one and a half meters long. What's actually uh, even
1: more impressive that it's not glued or like you know reinforced by steel. Uh, it may be
0: reinforced by steel. Some parts, anyway. That I believe the um, actual crane beam that must have a proper name. Mm. I've forgotten the proper names of some of these things. It's fine. But, uh, yeah. What else has come out recently, Jay? Coming out or has come well, out? Well, well, we've, we've not spoken since the start of June. So city was only just being released in Australia at that time. It's
1: we've missed a few coming things. coming out we might, now.
0: Yeah. City's might... coming out in the U S next week. Um, And, you know, I think this has been one of the most remarkable waves of Lego City released for some time. There is sort of got two facets. It's got the – a lot of the themes have got two facets at the moment, Mm -hmm. but that's got the sort of downtown living, lots of apartments and the new city centre, which is – which I thought was a fantastic model, the way it gives you lots of different businesses to stack in different sorts of ways and accommodation. And then there's an apartment building that certainly got a lot of diversity amongst the minifigures. And the I think there's even a little old lady with a mobility scooter. And amongst other things, and to say nothing of the four-plus set that demonstrates this set being built at the building site. <laughs> That's great. And then we've got the Arctic Exploration sets. Um, we've got the, well, is it a seal battle pack or following the release of the um, Explorer set with the, um, the Explorer Lab with the polar bears, is that seal, seal pack actually a snack pack?
1: It's, a sne- it's, a, it's an orca snack pack. Yeah. It, 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 it,
0: it, with, you know, there was a question of a seal battle pack. I thought it might have been a family pack, but no, I think looking at the orcas and the polar bears, it's a snack pack. You get a main meal and a couple of sides. Yep. But certainly we've seen some fantastic animals released in this wave. Um, Sea animals, we've seen a turtle, baby turtle, polar bear, couple of cubs, seal, baby seal, a variety of sharks, Viking ships sunk at the bottom of the sea, boats actually sailing on water. Mm -hmm. I was just psyching myself up to... Build a build one of the submersibles, and then we had that unfortunate event um, earlier in the year when um, the submersible sunk on the way down to imploded on the way down to the Titanic. So I haven't touched that yet. I can probably think about opening that soon. What's been your favourite set in that City Wave, Jay? Look, I like I like collecting the big ships. So those like.
1: You know, explorer ships. Um, so the the big ship is a favorite of mine, just because it's it's the biggest ship so far. Yep, it's definitely the longest ship. Uh, it's quite satisfying to build. It's got good colors, got a good bunch of minifigures, and most importantly, comes with an orca, which is which is great. Probably like the best new Lego animal of 2023, which is Ooh. which is which is that's, quite impressive. Title that's, when that's, they that's also a... released a brachiosaurus this year, but I think the orca just edges the brachiosaurus out for me.
0: But Jay, otters, orca and, baby wear a party hat. otters and baby seals. Otters and baby seals. O- and and
1: orcas. Orcas are an apex predator. Like, can't, can't, can't beat, can't beat an orca.
0: The friends, otters lying on their backs, swimming in the sun. <laughs> been a great year for the otters in whatever sort of style but all sorts of other maritime animals as well mm. but yeah okay I'll, I'll have to open up my orca i haven't haven't approached that one yet but uh it's on it's the very to get good. to list it's very good yeah and we also had you had the chance to put together the new el, el Dorado fort
1: oh yeah yeah wow that feels like it was so long ago which it, it which it was. Just it was came a out month yeah came out, yeah came out this month, yeah that was that was a very interesting set, I say interesting because the El Dorado fortress is my favorite like one of one of my favorite sets of all time like it's yeah, it's in the same, I'd rank it the same as like you know deep deep freeze defender um mega Ooh, core, Magnetizer. like I mean it's my favorite like pirate set of all time yeah, I yeah. have like three copies four copies i just have a i just have an obsession with eldorado fortress and it's just interesting because they decided to go with a almost shot for shot remake of eldorado fortress so mm. in many ways it's it's more in line with the forestman um forest hideout than it is yep. the galaxy explorer or Lion Knight's castle where you yeah. essentially go, let's, you know, reimagine what a modern version of this would look like, but, you know, enhance it and upgrade it with modern building techniques and aesthetics. So it's kind yeah. of in between the Galaxy Explorer and the Lion castle for me in terms of, you know, Lion Knight's castle was like, all right, unlimited budget, just build the best castle that you can build. No, yeah. you know, no questions asked. Eldorado Fortress was, um, it's just an interesting approach to, you know, to take what is one of the most beloved pirate sets and essentially just modernize it, but keep many of the proportions, the angles, the building construction techniques and features, you know, keep that all intact. Mm. But what like some like some of the new things that they've introduced is obviously the brick built base plate, which is, you know, which occupies quite a big chunk of the build because you know they don't make raised base plates anymore. So you're pretty much no. brick building all of it. But because you're brick building all of it, it allows you to and this is where like the set really shines, is that you know it's a it's got a modular configuration. So you you mm-hmm. can break it up into different modules and connect them and essentially you know transform the look of your Eldorado fortress, which I think is very cool, and one of the one of the points that they should have gone a bit harder with in terms of marketing because it really looks quite cool where you know when you line mm. them up all up together and again it opens up um options to buy another fort and you know combine it and make like a super fortress but yeah it's 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 a very good remake. don't get me wrong, I think for a lot of people me included who grew up wanting Eldorado Fortress, but, you know, not being able to get one or, you know, having, (laughs) having a Christmas or birthday present denied, or if it's just before your time, then it's, it's a great experience to relive Eldorado Fortress. I actually rebuilt mine back to back with the old one. And it was, it was quite uncanny in several different sections where i was like oh i've just built the same thing like it was it was it was quite bizarre like in that sense and that's just how close it is and how close it remains in spirit to the original which is yeah but again that that begs the question like could they have gone a bit more ambitious like take the pirates of barracuda bay approach and go big with Eldorado. With 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 a imperial fortress that's not Eldorado Fortress. You know, El Fortress always felt like it was the you know, that it was a it was an outpost. It wasn't like the main imperial like port. Oh the main imperial like capital I don't know, mm. capital city or base. So yeah, just kind of begs like it it's 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 a it's a what if. Like what if they could have gone like what if they had taken the Lion Knights approach? To Eldorado Fortress, like what could what could that have been?
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah you'd be more looking at a at a um, fort and village attached. But I think there's mm. no reason that you couldn't go and put a put a little township next to it and uh, make it a larger mm. island. Yeah. It's um, a it's just a great
1: example of nostalgia and you know paying homage
0: to a to an icon. So yeah. And how did it compare size wise compared to the previous one?
1: Um, it is slightly bigger mm-hmm. because the um, <clears throat> the like the base is much much larger. Yep. But proportion wise, it's 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 very identical. Like I put mine side by side with one another, and it's very close to like being almost the same size.
0: Yep. Neat. So I'm just facing this crisis of running out of shelf space, and as much as I love these oh, yeah. adult focus sets, it's um, starting to become a very, very real problem. Yeah. Too. Do
1: you have an affinity with pirates? I feel like you don't talk about pirates. I don't talk. Look, I don't
0: talk about. I I I love what pirates meant for Lego. Pirates was after my time. You know, I I'd I'd moved on around about 84, 83, 84. eighty three, eighty four. I'd sort of had yep. my Phase with minifigures and then did a bit of technique and learned how a few things worked. And then school got in the way. 89, I'd already been at uni f- for a couple of years. And, and I say it, there's a lot that it meant for Lego. It meant introducing those new animals. It meant introducing facial prints beyond the classic smile. It meant introducing female minifigures. It meant introducing the color brown and big boat parts and and things. So it means a lot to Lego. It sort of pointed a few things. It sort of set a new direction. Mm. But it, um, on, a, on a personal level, we sort of grew up, I think, with sort of like the third wave of pirates in in the um, around 2010, 2012 or so. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when, when my kids were growing up, they went through. Through, there were sort of like the the second and the third waves, and a bit of pirates of the Caribbean in between, and so they they were sort of part of our our rebirth from Lego, but they weren't a weren't a huge part of yeah. it. Yeah,
1: yep. Now that makes sense.
0: We did. Uh, we I, was, I was born life. in eighty
1: nine, so I have a close affinity with pirates, obviously. Yeah. So
0: you know, even when you when you were a kid, they would have been the the ones floating around, and uh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Islanders I was um yeah, like <clears throat> that was my that was my childhood, like pirates, wow, islanders, so yeah, so I just at the same time, I still want more pirates, <laughs> Captain Redbeard is noticeably absent, so in my in my head, he's off hanging out at his own fort or base or hideout, so you know if 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 they were to continue down this road of reviving classic pirates a modern skull island would be
0: absolutely perfect i think but i i kind of thought we got that with uh well two two places that uh we got that no One... one remembers alpha team ogle's fortress i i remember them i just choose not to do anything about them exactly exactly I would suggest that with we got the Skull Island and in the creator set that we had a couple of years ago. And not also bit, not at that scale though. Not at that scale. The... Sure. We do we did get Captain well, we got Captain Brickbeard, we got a version of of a captain in in the Pirates of Barracuda Bay. But yeah, we didn't really get a Skull Island version of that, I'll, I'll acknowledge that. Yeah, and if you go, if
1: you if you visit like Legoland, like that aesthetic is so, I think core to like pirates. Like it is the, it is the bad guys equivalent of El Dorado Fortress. Yeah, and yeah. So I, again, Skull Island. If you look at it now, it's very bare bones. Pun totally intended. It's very bare bones, but because a lot of the pieces were used for the skull itself, but it's very bare bones, and I think it's it's a it's a prime candidate to be modernized. Whereas Eldorado Fortress kind of holds up pretty well, even, to de- even, e- even if you look at it today, because of the raised base plate, because of the simplicity of, you know, a fortress. The interiors are bare bones, of course, like most Lego sets from that era. But Eldorado Fortress still holds up, whereas Skull Island, like, aesthetically and, like, design-wise, like, there's nothing like it. But if you look at the construction it's quite basic. And look, if I were a designer, if I were in charge at Lego, I would you know, I would have Skull Island as a sequel to Eldorado Fortress.
0: Mm. Goodness, it's sorry, just just looking at what Skull Island was back in the day, yes, it was very, very as you said, very bare bones. <laughs>
1: It's very bare bones. But but like the composition is what makes Skull Island Skull Island. The colours, the composition, yeah. and I think if you take just the colours and composition as a, you know, here's what we're going to, you know, retain from Skull Island, I think there's a lot to it's a lot to do with it there. But that's just me. Mm. We do need a modern like pirate ship. Like we haven't gotten a good modern pirate ship in a long time. Last one was Barracuda
0: B. Yeah, that was within three years, and we've still maintained the getting a pirate ship per year. Yeah, model. But, yeah this but, year we've had. This year there are at least three pirate ships. Um, in the August wave, we've got. It is a good year for pirates. No, no mm, denying that. But yeah, um, but we are talking there, of course, about some of the Super Mario sets, and then the. But we haven't gotten a imperial pirate ship. ship,
1: an eighteen Proper. plus pirate ship, like an imperial flagship class pirate ship, which I think a lot of people would want. Or is it just? Me? Or maybe it's just me.
0: Look, I think, I think we could consider that the eighteen plus pirate theme is an occasional theme mm-hmm. that was launched with the Pirates of Barracuda Bay. So that one was that was April twenty twenty, so twenty three. So look, let's make a prediction for twenty five or twenty six there'll be an eighteen plus either Imperial Fortress or Imperial flagship. Please do. Please do. Just, that, just... that's that's my prediction for twenty four twenty five. Fair enough. And if it arrives well, sorry, twenty five twenty six. If it arrives sooner then Fantastic.
1: Hopefully, hopefully. Anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I've been also busy with dreams. Um I think that's the that's the the big original new IP um intellectual property just new original team from Lego and we've had the chance to watch the first 10 episodes of season 1 on your streaming platform of choice. I think it's available on Netflix, Prime Video, some episodes on YouTube. I don't think the
0: whole 10 episodes are. They're all on YouTube. are they all up already? Okay. Yep. And they're also accessible through the the kids' side of lego.com. Yep. Yeah, look, Dreams has been fantastic. I've been loving the story. I've been loving the sets. And I... Had the opportunity also Jay to take the sets over to Adelaide to Brickspo a couple of weeks ago, and just put some put them out on display and just see just see what happened and what I it was really interesting probably probably says a lot for the quality of Lego marketing I reckon about um, about a quarter of the kids would spontaneously come up and say oh wow it's dreams about one in a hundred of them would say, how did you get those? They haven't been released (laughs) yet. But also the response. I think that's that's great. Like
1: if, if, if kids, well, if Lego loving kids are aware and excited about dreams and can spontaneously
0: identify and go, hey, that's dreams. Then marketing can safely say my job here is done. It's pretty good, but yeah. I did ask kids where they found out about it. Some of them found out about it through their Lego Life magazines and other kids found out about it because it sat on their streaming services next to Ninjago.
1: There you go. That's the uh, that's strategy right there.
0: Yeah. Now, it was interesting, though, um, while lots of kids were aware of it, some of them, quite a few, hadn't necessarily watched the whole series. They'd mm-hmm. sort of found aspects of it. Sounded like it was a little bit dark. And certainly, I think that's it. Parents didn't know much about it at all. <laughs> well, a lot of AFOLs, though, were very, ex- a lot of the exhibitors at the show were very excited to see the models and to, um, and were coming up with exciting ways to use the parts from them.
1: And look, we are about to get hit with the like the primary onslaught of dreams marketing so they're gonna you know probably just skin skin all the lego stores there'll be dreams everywhere in prominent positions you won't be able to
0: avoid dreams i think in the next month or so yeah i i just i probably have some advice for every adult that's had a vague cursory look if you want to get the combi turtle you know, if you see it on the shelves, don't wait. Pick it up. Everybody wants the combi turtle, even the people that aren't into Lego. It's a, it's a combi and a turtle. It's pretty, it is. And it's, it's pretty it's, good. And it's a much more practical-sized combi for your Lego City than the combi that was in the... Creator set. The creator three in one set that was released earlier this year, which yeah. and um, it's, was, a food, it's a food truck as well. So it's a food truck as well. It's just got everything going for it. Mm. It's got some crazy figures.
1: Yeah, I think the minifigures are the strongest thing about Lego Dreams. I've been very, very impressed by all the new minifigures. They've, they've, they've definitely. They've definitely gone all out with the minifig design. The accessories are great, like the trans, like the translucent, tra- multi coloured purple
0: flowers and yeah. uh, wings and flames, rather no yeah. flowers. The
1: grimspawn are cute. Like there's, there's just there's like, like the minifigures are are, are just like outstanding. And um,
0: yeah, I I found myself torn between my favourite elements of. The wave between the swords that Izzy and the Nightmare King have in different colours with the transparent glowy edges. They don't glow. Spoiler. The fancy new swirly bits and the fancy leafy feathery bits. But overall, I'd say the favourite piece that everybody commented on when I had them on display was Izzy's hair.
1: Oh, yeah, yep.
0: Which is just a magnificent element. It's um, wavy hair, it's sort of satiny, translucent-y, purpley, greeny, bluey. It's magnificent. And I I actually saw someone who actually almost had her hairstyle. They sort of had coloured <laughs> coloured wool woven into their hair and cool. and you could just sort of see they started eyeing off this figure and it was pretty cool, yeah, and
1: yeah, Nightmare Nightmaking is
0: great as well. Nightmaking is, I think my, I think I've decided is my favourite minifigure of the wave this week. It'll change next week, I'm sure.
1: It's uh it's because of the cape. That, the, the cape is that rubbery cape is is, is crazy. There's it's it's, it's, a, it's a tattered cape. There's like a silhouette of a like a dragon's head. Um it's kind of like
0: a nightmare creepy shadow cape. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah, there's a dragon, there's a vulture, and then there are just some general sort of scary, raggedy bits. I I
1: I I personally like I personally like the Night Hunter. I think the Night hunter is just
0: He's, he's he's my next favorite minifigure of the wave Why do the good guy why do the bad guys have all the good tunes?
1: I don't know. And and I think watching the series, like the the Nightmare King's kind of your know, cliched big bad guy. I think Night Hunter's a bit more interesting as a character.
0: I agree, and I think they're both good for both of those reasons. I yes. just love how cliched the Nightmare King is. He's part Sauron, part Voldemort, part Palpatine, part the Mummy. You know, he's every fantasy villain you've ever met rolled into one character. It's the
1: stuff of nightmares.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm wondering, the more I look at his figure, you know, he's, he's sort of, it's like he, his viscera are all on view and it's almost like he's got this parasite with a big eye and I'm wondering if he's just being controlled by, if there's another big bad that we haven't met yet that's... Um, of overlord proportions that we'll encounter in series three or four. Oh, I hope so. Oh, likewise, don't yeah. know if it's going to happen, but I hope so.
1: Nightmare King is just a pawn. You've heard
0: you've, you've, you you've you heard it here first. These these eyes though that are part of their sort of visual identification, you know, is this sort of like part of the surveillance state being a thing of nightmares? Is this a more subliminal bit of subversion that? Subversive communication that's being offered here. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but there are one thing you can say about the forces of evil here, they've got a lot of eyes.
1: Mm. Yeah, so it's it's solid. And the sets are really enjoyable as well. They, they they just blend so much of you can see that they've taken like they have taken lessons from Chima, Hidden Side, Elves. Ninjago... Nexonites, maybe? um, In terms of, like, minifigure, like, designs and weaponry. Yeah, let's throw Nexonites in as well. They've taken so many lessons and wrapped it up in a veneer of creator tree in one mm. And the sets are just so... Yeah, they're just so, like, fantastical and fun. Like, it's just, like, it's just whimsical. Some of it is quite silly and yeah, you can build, you know, you're encouraged to take them apart and rebuild them again. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot has, you can tell that a lot of thought has gone mm. into the design of the Dreams sets.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. And, and one of the things that I always find frustrating about Creator 3-in-1 is that by the time, particularly if it's for something more than a $15 model, that takes you an hour or so to put the model together and then it takes you about another 45 minutes to pull mm-hmm. it apart and then another hour to build the next model by which stage you know it's time for dinner and you're not going to get a mm-hmm. chance to get back to it for three days mm-hmm. i found most of the transitions for the smaller sets actually most of the transitions can be done within sort of half an hour or less
1: oh it's quick yeah it's yeah, the I mean because they're built on the they're
0: sort of a like for a all core most build. Of them, yeah yeah most of them have sort of got a core build and then it's like okay you've built your you've built Bunchy Bunny but you're going to turn her into a roller ...shaped mech or a jet propelled roller skating gauntlet wearing creature of fear mm-hmm. so you sort of it's it's sort of You can either stop now or you've got two other paths to go in. A few sets that were almost felt lackluster from that point of view, not really, but almost, you sort of had a little accessory vehicle like a little flyer for Jay and it was really for Matteo, I beg your pardon, and it was just working out whether you wanted it to look a bit more like an aeroplane or a little bit more like a speeder bike. And then another set, you know, your you your choice, your core model didn't even get touched, but it was just the um just just the bird or butterfly that that the hero was using to fly around on mm-hmm. was the sole, the sole thing. And that, that that almost counted as a disappointment in that set for me, just because one of those alternates just didn't feel as solid as as the other. But I'll have to admit, I don't think I've. I'm just about to do my conversion to the second form of the treehouse, and I'm just excited about what that's going to look like because it looks like we're going to turn that into a heavily defended treehouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to feel a bit like Deep Space Nine when the Klingons were attacking. If it. Yep. the
1: treehouse a... tree is really good. Like it's yeah. probably like the best one of the like outside of the turtle van like the treehouse is definitely the one of the best sets of the wave, I think.
0: Yeah. I th- I think treehouses are one of those evergreen childhood fantasy things. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, every year we see a, a treehouse appearing either in creator three in one or friends or in city. Don't think we've seen one in Ninjago, but we certainly have one appearing this year in dreams and it, it sort of looks like a fantastified version of the Friends treehouse that was released for the tenth anniversary. Mm-hmm. But there, there are so many of these models that just look like they're let's build something that looks like it's part of a normal theme and let's give it a, a, a fantasy twist. Yeah, and you know that that's that's been fantastic. I reckon. Look, I reckon even the bionicle lovers have got something to appreciate while mm-hmm. while it may not necessarily be true figure construction the way that we had with Bionicle, you know, we've got a number of creatures and a number of large figures, new elements there that certainly will start bringing custom figure building, I think, back to the fore. Yep. And, um, you know, it's... I think it's uh, the, based
1: on what I've built for Dreams so far, Mm-hmm it feel like the whole team like things feel very familiar like it's not they're not uh, they're not reinventing the wheel when it comes to what you expect from a lego set and if like you said if you've built ninjago friends elves hidden side Nexonites before like a lot of like as you're building through the bu- the sets a lot of it feels familiar but they manifest and almost transform which is you know part of the building experience when you get to a page yeah. where you know a an ordinary object becomes either a fantastical ob- object number a or amazing object number you know number two or, or b it just manifests in very unexpected and very delightful ways and that's yep. the yeah that's just something that that i was i that i really enjoyed
0: yeah look i I've put them all together in at least one form a couple I've got to do the transition for and I found they've just really been yeah whimsical builds there've there've been parts in the builds where I've just found myself laughing out loud because oh they did that oh they exaggerated that a bit and then you have another look and you think it's finished and then they just put a hat and a hat with a cherry on top. And it was just, uh, just, just had me, had me chuckling. Well, you know, they, yeah. Um...
1: And, and one of the things that I really like about dreams is that it doesn't shy away from color. They like it, it, it is the, it is one of the best examples of, you know, they go just going absolutely nuts with the color palette. Like everything's bright. It's vibrant. It, it, it really looks like you're building stuff out of a cartoon or a comic book.
0: Ab- absolutely. Uh, and every character sort of has their own associated colour palette and each set seems to sort of fit in fit in with that to an mm. extent. You know, even, the... even, like, the scary
1: dark sets, like the the, what's it, the... Keeper, well, you've, you've, got, the you've got the
0: grim grim keeper, the cage monster, grim
1: keeper, the um, the the, the winged pegasus horse. flying horse, yeah, and even like the shark as well. Like they're very dark, you know, shadowy type builds, but there's you know there's
0: pops of like pink and purple throughout. So, and, it's... and just a little bit too much vibrant coral.
1: Hey. I like vibrant coral, so no complaints here. But right,
0: look, I I love it, but I tell you what, it's the cause of my one big complaint with the nightmare shark ship. Can I have a short <laughs> rant? The in the manuals, I found we've got in the in the shark ship, you've got elements that are bright reddish violet or sort of purpley and vibrant coral, the yeah. eye burning pink, and in the manual unless you are under really bright white light, these colors are indiscernible. Hmm. And it's about the only example that I've come across in the last couple of years where you will have pieces of the same shape in vaguely similar colors. Right, and, yep, I know what you're talking about. And like, we, there are like one by two tiles of each color and Looking in the manual, you just can't quite work out which is supposed to go where. And I actually found myself going back to the the pictures on the box just to see if there were any clues there as to how things were set. It's mm-hmm. There are so many sets where you've got bits of that are in similar colours, but they'll all be of different shapes. And this just stood out to me as the one that, That didn't happen, and it can't really happen because of the way that the colour blocking is used in the set, so I totally get why they've done it. But it is just disappointing the fact that there's not great differentiation between those two colours in the manual. Yep. That was all. Rant over. There you are. There's my sole criticism of Dreams. Oh, yeah. That and the fact that Zoe's butterfly build could have felt like it could have been a bit more substantial. Yep. Nah, that's fair. And the Grimkeeper's too scary.
1: Yeah. The, I like that the team is quite large and there's a lot of different you know, types of builds or sets that will appeal to different types of people. So, like, people who enjoy
0: elves will gravitate to the stables or the treehouse. Or the treehouse, absolutely. Yeah. People who love, love space the, will go to the space bus.
1: Yeah. So disappointing that we didn't get a torso with that classic space. Like, I just feel like that's such a, that was a very, um... It was very, it was very it was a teasy, bait and switch. wasn't it? That was a bait and switch, I feel.
0: Well, like, look, kind, sort of, kind of, I can see why it doesn't work that way. What on earth are we talking about? So... Dr. Oz, Eke, Dr. Oz, Mr. Mr. On... Oswald, who is the kid's science teacher in the character the character in, is based in the, on Dr Richard Jones let's just put it out there like in the waking world he is wearing a knitted jumper with a classic space logo under mm-hmm. his lab coat unfortunately while they gave us this picture they don't provide us with a minifigure of Dr Oz in the waking world they have a have a figure of him in the dream world where they've all got the night bureau hourglass sigil on on their uniform and he's not even pretending to be wearing that classic space jacket. He's uh that classic space jumper. It was just, it was the biggest letdown. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't there. It maybe, the, maybe, mine, maybe, maybe the next
1: Maybe in the next wave. Maybe in the next wave.
0: The, the thing is we've only got, we've got a couple of kids in their real world clothes and they are the kids that have been, Abducted. Abducted while dreaming. Jaden, Nova and Cooper. Cooper is the only person that appears in both that and his dream form. So I'm hoping that perhaps we'll see some, yeah, as you say, I hope we'll see some Mm. real world kids in the next wave. Mm -hmm. But I think particularly if we're able to get that jacket from Mr. Mr. Oswald as he is in the real world, that would be just wonderful.
1: I feel like they will eventually make their way out of the world of dreams and into the real world, and we'll get some really cool builds where you know the dream world encroaches on up upon like the
0: real world. I feel like that, that's that. I th- I think that's being hinted at at mm. the end of the season.
1: Yeah, like I could that, see, like you know, like that the, that could be yeah, possible. The homes, and... apartments, the school, like those those are pretty good settings. Um, to repel, I don't know, grim Spawn or whatever.
0: Well, I'm thinking of, in fact, the grim Spawn don't haven't crossed over, but there are these shadow nightmare creatures that have, and I thought that that sort of I could see that being a great use for somebody with a torch and mm. and nightmare king's cape in a mock, there um, you go. just to sort of project that creepy shape onto the wall. Or the other one that works well there is night. Is Night Hunter's scarf, which just looks like a claw.
1: Yeah, so many possibilities, and this is this this is just a start. Like we're going to get so many more sets. Um, we've got ten more episodes coming um, to round out the first season. There's already talks of. Um, I think they're already working on season two. Like they're they're you know they go in this
0: for the long haul. So yeah, I think. Look, I think we would expect that there's a three year plan because yep. for That's typically for all of these big bang themes there's a three year plan and it's mm. been disappointing over the last few of these because if you look at Hidden Side and Video, which have been their attempts at these, they've they've not really flown. You know, video sort of lasted for two and a half waves and got cancelled. Mm. Hidden Side, I think the biggest problem with Hidden Side was that people didn't saw them on the shelves of toy shops and didn't realise they were Lego sets because the cover art just didn't look like it was a Lego set. (laughs) Yep. No problem here. The app app was also the appiness of it, which sort of it felt almost obligatory to use, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think was something that a lot of parents had their reservations about. Yeah. This one's more I think they've they've learnt if, yep. everything from they've learnt everything from the last ten years. They've they've said we've done this wrong, let's fix it. We did this wrong, let's fix it. We did this wrong, let's fix it. We've been no, doing this. hundred percent. Yeah. With yeah. you know and apps I think the... no app. <laughs> you use the app you on, on, on your phone, right. you use that to watch YouTube.
1: Yep. Yeah. They've de- they've definitely learned their lessons because the, the building, the taking apart, that's that's the core That's, that's the essence the, of Lego That's everything. the core of, of, of Lego dreams, like the sets yeah. themselves. So they've they've definitely got that one right. And yeah. My my criticism of dreams, and I think this is this is uh this is a very I'm still trying to figure out why or what their thinking is around this. But if you look at the entire first wave, the sets are very top heavy in 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 the sense that almost half of all the sets are above a a pretty high psychological price point for me. Yep, there are very they, there's like what three small sets: the Z Blob, the Z Blob Mac, uh, Bunchu, and the Grimkeeper cage that are
0: well, there's also a village that hasn't been hasn't been sent out yet, which is also a small set. The Grimkeeper cage, I think, is actively priced to be. I I, th- I think it's got a pretend price on Lego.com of sixty two <laughs> ninety nine Australian. Yeah, I I, th- I don't think that's a real price. I think that is a. Price to allow it to be heavily discounted at at um, at discount chains. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting is, that will. Yeah, it's got I, fifty more pieces than than the other two sets, and it's twice as much. Yeah, literally a, twice the price.
1: In Australia, the what the the most affordable set is yeah the Z Blob robot or Z Blob Mech and Bunchu the bunny. They yep. both like $35, 35 yeah. Australian, which is what 20 or like 19.99 in the US. And yep. then it jumps to yeah, there's a there's a dream village, but I don't think that's a general release. I think that's like a Lego store exclusive. Yep. And then it jumps to like the Grim Keeper cage monster, which is 62, well 63 Australian. And then it jumps again to 73 for Mrs. Castillo's turtle van. And then it just it just goes up and up and up from there. So, like if yeah. you if you if you add them all together, like the median or average price of a dream set is actually quite high.
0: Well, if we're going to talk median, we're talking about one hundred and five Australian dollars, and yeah, that's, that's a crocodile lot. car. It's yeah. a lot. That is a lot.
1: That is the that is the midpoint. Like a hundred Australian is the midpoint of. Um, Lego dreams, and I just find it puzzling that there isn't like a fifteen ninety nine dollar set. If you look at all the ki- all all the teams that are aimed at younger kids, Ninjago, you've got spinners or you know whatever the gimmick of the se- season is. Those are yeah. like your impulse purchase sets that kids can you know like you can motiv- motivate like a seven or six, seven, or eight-year-old with pocket money or money for doing chores where you get, like, a dollar for um, unpacking the dishwasher. Um, and then you you know, slowly save up to buy, like, a Ninjago spinner. Like, that that's a very familiar, you know, incentive for, like, parents with kids that mm. age. Similarly for, like, um, Lego City or Lego Friends as well, you have those 15 99 sets, but they go down to 9 at Kmart or $10 at Kmart. Yeah. And again, they're very, very compelling impulse purchase sets where seal battle pack, auto battle pack is in those categories, the friends bubble tea shop or, or like the pizza shop or whatever is in those categories as well. There isn't that there, there isn't any of that for dreams, which is which is, I feel like a big mistake. That could be that could be me. But yeah, the the very fact that it starts at such a a pretty high price point, nineteen ninety nine for or nineteen ninety nine US for the smallest set, is yeah I don't know
0: just. So, what I know from things that I've seen on brick set and the like, there is a poly bag that will be in a lower, much lower price point, and I wonder if you think back to Monkey Kid. Monkey Kid did this as well with its opening wave. It was it was even more top-heavy than this, perhaps because the Wave was so small. Mm -hmm. They had, like, two sets out of five or six that were less than $150. So I think this is... I'm not saying this is good. I'm just saying this is better than the opening Wave of Monkey Kid. But we've subsequently seen more of those sets at a more affordable... It's been less... Top heavy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's been a little bit more balanced as the waves have gone by. Yeah, I think in
1: in my head, I'm trying to reconcile this based on timing. So we're launching Dreams. So if I'm Lego, if I'm a product marketing manager at Lego, I'm like, we're launching Dreams in August. We're going to market the crap out of this set in the lead up to the Christmas gift buying season. So kids might be incentivized to ask their parents or their grandparents for the nightmare shark ship or the treehouse, which is, you know, which is quite a big, which is quite a substantial like, present but, for like a six to nine year old, I think. Yeah, And, they, and might, they might get it for Christmas because people tend to, you know, buy bigger sets, more expensive sets at Christmas for their kids or and, the grandchildren for that matter yeah or the grandchildren so i feel like i feel like that's the the decision making process and then gen 1 rolls around and we have a you know the second wave of dreams and we might hopefully get some smaller more impulse purchase buys then but in my mind i'm like you're launching a team you want like surely it would be it would have been a good idea to have a to have one set that's like an impulse buy type of set that, you know, gives you one or two minifigures, maybe a grim spawn or two, and then that's that's it. Pretty much it. I yeah, I just don't know why it's not there.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I I wonder if we'll see a oh I expect that we might see one of these like these minifigure blister packs that tend to be on the whole Lego store exclusives where you have a couple of minifig you know maybe four or five minifigures for a about twenty five, thirty dollars, or a bit smaller, and have a like a twenty dollars set, a couple of mini figures, and a little bit of a build in there. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd like to imagine one of those coming up, but uh, look, we're just it's really just what I'd like to imagine is going to exist. I yeah. I agree. I think I think though that Z Blob and Bunchy Bunny are such iconic characters and in such iconic forms in the show that you want, you almost want these to be the sets that kids are going to go for. Mm -hmm. And judging by audience reaction, I'd say that Bunchu Bunny is going to outsell the other two to one.
1: I would agree. So I would, I would definitely recommend Bunchu over Z blob. It's just cool, but it doesn't come with Izzy's hair.
0: Yeah, and there are plenty of other sets that you can get a Z Blob in, but there's no other set where you get to build a giant roller skating jet-propelled roller skating rabbit.
1: Yep, that's a mech itself. So there you go. Yeah,
0: and if not a mech, it's a character build. Yeah,
1: it's a mech. Ish. It's a it's an autonomous be- mech.
0: I, I'm just looking at it as if it's a bionicle set. Yeah, well that that
1: they'll that, get the uh, you know all all three Bionicle fans excited, so there you go. Anyway, anyway, yeah, i I'm still trying to think about it, and I don't know. it feels like i'm I'm excited for dreams, but I'm just concerned about the rollout. Like now that I've gotten a you know i've've I've gotten a chance to play with the sets and build them, like I'm concerned about the rollout, and there's a lot out in the market as well that it's going to have to compete with. So it's going to compete with Sonic. It's going to have to compete with Soka sets. It's going to compete against, um, you know, New Lego City in North America. It's going to compete with what else?
0: What else is coming up? Chewbacca. Chewbacca. And look, look we, we say that kind of lightheartedly, but I think there are like the Lego movie where we saw a lot of sets that were crazy mashups. Mm. This has got a lot of sets that this, this theme just feels like fun, high Lego fantasy, and we've not seen anything quite like that for some time.
1: We need a castle
0: or a dream forge. Yeah, and look, I think I think these are things that we can look forward to getting or indeed that perhaps we need to start thinking about how we'd go about building them. I, I, I almost want to see Timmy appear from time cruises. You never know what's going to show up. I, so I, th- I think this is genius, given the way that the Lego universe, the, the Lego licensing, the Lego themes are all working now. Back in the days of time cruises, Timmy would put on a different hat and it would jump him to an appropriate point in the timeline, thus Mm -hmm. linking all of the Lego themes as being on a common timeline, sort of a common Mm -hmm. universe, just with different eras. Yeah. What this this will allow is for any theme to cross over with any other theme in the dream world. We've already seen it with Ninjago in some shorts, a few sort of, some teaser shorts before we had the initial drop of episodes. But, but it means that we could now justify to ourselves having our Marvel characters play with our Star Wars characters because they're all having a dream and battling against the Nightmare King. Oh, look, it's Palpatine and it's Voldemort, of course. So I, I think it's quite clever the way that it's going to potentially facilitate play like that.
1: Yeah, and if you look at the, if you look at trends in the entertainment world, and you again you have to kind of roll the clock back on when dreams was developed and the gestational period of the team and the overarching narrative of mm. dreams. One of the big, big trends in entertainment uh, during this time is the concept of the multiverse. Absolutely, had this in spider you know across the spider verse we've had this in the Flash, we've had this in you know everything everywhere all at once you know the uh, the mcu yeah. is you know going hard has has been going hard into the multiverse for the last you know a year a and a half year yeah and yeah dreams is legos take on their own multiverse like so sure it yeah. opens up a lot of, it opens up a lot of, yeah, like you said, it opens up a lot of doors and, you know, Dr. Oz is a classic space fan. So I wouldn't be surprised if they pop off into space. Absolutely. Have some, have some space visitors. Um,
0: yeah. I, I, I was finding myself a little bit torn yesterday as I was thinking about the coloring of all of these sets and, the, the bad guys have got a nice, solid, unified color scheme, whereas the good guys, much less so. But each set sort of fits in nicely with each character's individual palette. <laughs> and that was, um, it just, each, it, it's like those models for the heroes are going to be kind of like Ninjago, but not as obviously coded, where you've got the
1: mm.
0: red vehicles, the red, the, the the green vehicles the blue vehicles the black vehicles and dragons i think this is a great theme for anyone who doesn't want to build mix and dragons or if you're, you you know but even if you do want to you can or or if
1: you're sick of the onslaught of grey and dark grey in star wars this is a nice palette cleanser
0: yeah it's a, it certainly is not you'd certainly have the crazy mm-hmm. Not crazy. You've got the vibrant colours that you had in that we've more in Friends this year than last year, you know, with the Friends re-reboot yep. in 2023 with sort of some of those darker themes we saw in Elves, some of those. Yeah, I, I reckon just about every theme in my head that matters is visited yep. in the building process, mm. except for Ice Planet. Never say never. <laughs> so far. Yep.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Look, it's, it's it's definitely one that you... I, I would recommend just to kind of, you know, close this episode off. I would recommend really thinking and doing your research and picking the right dreams set to start off. And if I were to think of you know out of all the sets i would definitely recommend the turtle van as a great yep. starter set Um, it's a great introduction to the characters and what dreams is all about and even if you're not a fan of the storyline or the characters you, you still get a pretty cool combi t- combi van slash food truck that also turns into a turtle or a flying submarine turtle
0: Yep. I, I would say that and if you were going to get two sets, which would be an expense a cost of about a hundred and five dollars or so, you'd get the turtle and you'd get Bunchu.
1: Oh yeah, yep. Bun is a good um that's that's a pretty that's a pretty good combination, I think.
0: Because that then gives you Mateo, it gives you Zoe, it gives mm. you Izzy, it gives yep. you Mrs. Castillo, it gives you Z Blob, it gives you a couple of Grimspawn. And doesn't give you too much terror.
1: <laughs> yep, but
0: if you want something
1: that's that's a, that's a bit more on like the scarier side, the the, Peg, the Pegasus flying horse is a good is 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 a pretty cool build. Just it, because it's quite it large, it is it is, um, it is deceptively s- large. I feel like the box the packaging the box of the, undersells it. Yeah, yeah, just how big the horse is um, because you've got the Nightmare King riding in, so that gives you a sense of scale. Like it's about, yeah, it's quite large, and you get Nightmare King as well, so.
0: Yeah, that would be – and then if I were to – so if I were to get four sets.
1: <laughs> That's half the wave. It's, it's half, the, half wave, the wave,
0: but it's still Close. only half the wave. Yeah. So it then becomes, it becomes a challenge here because um, – I think it would probably have to be the crocodile car because that's just such a fun build. Mm. And and I actually think the crocodile car, the crocodile version is my least fun ver is the least fun version of the builds available for it. Yep. The car before you crocify it is great, but then when you turn it into a monster truck, Monst- is... well, the monster
1: truck mode is 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 is, is definitely the winner. It's,
0: there. it's just it's a winner winner chicken dinner. I
1: mean, it is it is technically a monster truck, so it's pretty, you know, it's pretty
0: on the nose. Yeah. They're calling it off-road mode, I'm going to say. and But also it fills up the, it just gives you those last couple of characters mm-hmm. um, in Logan and Parker as well as Jaden. Yep. The big disappointment for the wave for me is that Dr. Oz is only in one set. Mm-hmm. I've had several big disappointments in this wave. <laughs> Each saying that the only big disappointment in this wave it's not a big disappointment in this wave that Dr Oz is only in one set it's it's a cunning marketing ploy. it is the only set is oh, he's the you'll only know, mini f-
1: you'll, you'll know he'll come out in a cheaper set, so like down the road yeah. like yeah, but we've, it's like we've played it's, this game before
0: we we have well Daphne only Velma only ever came out in the one set but. Well. We'll definitely the, getting more than one wave here. Yeah, no, no, for sure. The other thing I really like with the minifigures is that they're not that collectible. Like mm-hmm. there, like there is one Matteo figure. There are a couple of ver- There are a couple of variations where he's got a backpack or a cape or not. Mm-hmm. Zoe has a cape in one set. Izzy has got. A skirt in some versions, on top of that goes over her legs. She's got sh- shoulder armor in others, or in all but one. So they're all essentially the same figures, but some of the accessories vary.
1: Mm. And you get you, like the like the distribution of the main characters are pretty,
0: you know,
1: are pretty yeah. solid. Like you will, like if you buy two or three sets, you will pretty much get all the main characters if you choose
0: well. If you choose wisely. If you choose wisely. Yeah. No, I think that's that's probably the thing. There's nothing else to say there. I've not had this much fun putting together a whole wave of sets for a while. (laughs) That's good.
1: I think that's a great thing.
0: I think it is good. I think if you've been sitting at home thinking, gee, if only Lego stop doing this, stop doing that, stop doing the other, stop doing the other thing. This is a great theme for you because Lego have taken, the company have taken a lot of that, a lot of that criticism on board with this wave. Yeah, 100%. Well, I don't think we can really, I don't know if there's anything else we can say about, about dreams. Is there anything else coming up that we,
1: I think, look, the, this is a, this is a long, this is a this long. This is not game. a one and done. Yeah, this is not a one and done for Lego. So um, I'm pretty sure we'll have plenty, plenty to talk about, um, especially once I, you know, actually get through building most of the wave.
0: Yeah, I think that's um, that. That's true. I think this is this is probably as I say, this is one of the most significant big bangs that they've done since Ninjago. And there's a lot to love. And I think that's the for me. Yeah. I think that's the important takeaway. And. The thing that I like is that if you don't really like that sort of set, mm. you don't really need it. Nope. If you don't want a combi, that's fine. We won't judge. If you don't need stables, we won't judge. If you don't need a tree house, well, we'll probably judge you then. We'll certainly judge you if you don't need Bunchu. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Awesome. awesome. Well. Jay, it's been good to catch up again to uh, see if we're able to still string together words about LEGO. That was kind of exciting. Turns out we can still do that. Still got it.
1: And, yeah, excited to start this new season um, of The Extra Pieces. Uh, Thank you so much for your patience for letting us go on a break. Um, But as we ramp up and close out the year, there will be plenty more episodes and I assure you a lot more to discuss and we've got, you know, we've got time to catch up on stuff that we missed out on in the last two months, two-ish months as well. So
0: Yeah. And there's new, there's new stuff coming up. So, well, hopefully we'll try and keep to the roughly every two weeks kind of recording schedule. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we'll even get around to being um, releasing on an every two weeks kind of schedule. Mm-hmm. We'll find out in due course. Please, if you enjoy our podcast, tell your friends about it because it's one thing to be enjoyed by a couple of people, but if lots and lots of people enjoy it, then that's even better. Five-star reviews on your favourite podcasting platform certainly help to get the word out for other people to find out about us. And until next time, I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick. And I'm G from G's Brick Blog and these are the extra pieces you have been listening to extra pieces a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones extra pieces can be found through your favorite podcasting platforms please like and subscribe and if you like what you hear please give us a solid five star review which will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy